What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here to break down the courses for the RSM Plastic. You got the Sea Island track, Seaside and Plantation course down in Sea Island, Georgia, a track we're very familiar with. Know a lot of players and caddies that live down there. We know this place. I'm going to give you everything you need to know about it from a betting and DFS standpoint and nothing that you don't need to know. So no fluff. This is your one-stop shop. You don't have to read another article. You don't have to watch another video. This is it. I'm also going to give you a major key that you need to know about betting and DFS about these golf courses. Since a redesign in 2019, I've got some key player quotes, my key stats, track hack, course horses at the end. Let's get into this. All right, here we go. So to kick it off, let's take a look at the scorecards. you got two courses. They're going to play the seaside course three times if they make the cut. Everybody will play plantation course at least one round, either Thursday or Friday. The seaside golf course is the one I have the larger scorecard here. They're both uh, around 7,000 yards. They, they don't even play maxed out at the, at the yardage on the scorecard. Usually, they're not, they're not tipped out quite this far. The short courses, seaside's a par 70. Plantation is a par 72. You see you've got the four par fives on the plantation course and only two on the seaside course. You can see some lengthy par threes um, and, and, you know, a lot of wedges short to mid irons into these par fours at seaside and plantation course. All right, some key course features you need to know. Uh, the Fazio design is at seaside. And then Davis Love the Third renovated the plantation course in 2019. More on that to come. Both courses are a couple of the easiest courses on the PGA Tour unless the wind gets going. Okay, winning scores here, getting up there, right? I think uh, Kevin Kisner, Taylor Gooch have the 72-hole um, tournament record at 22 under, I believe it is. I think it's 22 under. And then um, we know a couple players that I'll get into here in just a second um, who have the course record outside of tournament conditions. Well, you know what? I'll just go ahead and tell you. Ben Griffin is a friend of the podcast. We've interviewed him before. He's a Sea Island Mafia boy, uh, lives down there in Sea Island. Ben Griffin shot a 58, I believe it was. No, 59. Sorry, 59 on the plantation course. Uh, it was amazing. He holed out from the fairway on 18 to do it, did it from the tip. Very familiar with the golf course. And then our buddy Grayson Sick, friend of the podcast, also interviewed great Grayson a while back. Great kid, Georgia Bulldog. He holds the record. On, on the seaside course with a 58. 58. That's 12 under. That's pretty freaking good. Anyway, uh, Kisner and Gooch hold the tournament record at 2,272 holes. These courses cannot be overpowered. They just can't. You have to play from the fairway here. That is the key to attacking these. Uh, well, on the seaside, you have larger greens. They're, they're above average in terms of tour size on seaside, but both Plantation and Seaside feature a grainy Bermuda, pretty pure Bermuda um, surface, and they've, they've got some undulation to them, and they get them going fast, uh, even even in, you know with this being a coastal track and getting the wind. And wind is really the ultimate factor. Uh, seaside definitely has more open exposure to the wind. Plantation's a little more protected. It's got some trees. It's still, still be a little bit tricky. The Sea Island Mafia home game factor is in play, although a resident has never won. Now, I say that, knowing uh, that Kisner won in 2015 when he was staying here temporarily um, as he was renovating his home right down the street from me in Aiken, South Carolina. Uh, past residents have won here before, but an, a current active resident has never won uh, the RS Classic or the McGladrick. Um, but it's, it's, it, it is a, a home to a, or a, maybe not even a home, but it's something that's, it's a course that's familiar to a lot of players, caddies. 
in this field. You know, a lot of re- guys come back here year after year, um, and a lot of guys live down here. A lot of guys coach down here or practice, train down here to some extent. So there is a number of players that, that are quite familiar with this golf course. And as always, we will give you those names in the Discord server, in the Nut Hut. If you're not a member, I don't know what you're doing. You need to do that. Uh, definitely a high percentage of fairways and a high percentage of greens and regulation every year leads to a putting contest, if you ask me, for the most part. And I say bombs away, meaning um, long shots can win here. That can definitely happen. More on that here in just a second. Seaside uh, ranks in the top 10, shortest driving distance of around 279 yards on average on the PGA Tour. That's top five, highest percentage of, um, uh, also top five highest percentage of fairways hit at 76.5% of the fairways. That's crazy. Uh, and it, their fairways are pretty wide. Top five widest on the PGA Tour since 2015 at around 42 yards in, in width. Uh, and Seaside is number one since 2015 in penalty strokes uh, when missing the fairway at around 10.5%. So 10.5% of the time you miss a fairway, you're taking a penalty stroke at Seaside, which is the highest on the PJ Tour since 2015. You've obviously got water in play on a number of holes here. I believe on Seaside it's around 13 or so. Plantation is around 10. I uh, could be mixing those up, but I think that's about what it is. So there's hazards out here. you got to be careful. Um, but, you know, a lot of guys club down out here. As you can tell, the driving distance is very low. You've got to do whatever you can to hit these fairways. And they are generous. They, they are. Um, so if the wind is down, a longer hitter can still hit driver. A lot of guys can still hit driver as long as you keep them fairways. Only way you can attack golf. Um, Seaside is third in total greens in regulation percentage at 75.8% of all the courses on the PJ Tour since 2015, excluding major. So that's the third highest greens in reg total since 2015, excluding major. In other words, Many people hit many greens on this golf course. Strokes getting around the green will not matter because if you're missing greens when set when everybody else is hitting 76% of theirs, you are a trunk slamming, my friend. Like go on and pack your bag because you're got issues. Okay. The average green regulation percentage. Oh, I, I messed that up. Oh, that that's a that's a typo there. The, the second part of that, if you're watching on YouTube, is not did not my bad. Three of the last seven winners at the RSM. Were 200 to one or longer. Kisner in 2015 was at 22 to one, and Gooch in 2021 was 40 to one. Those were the shortest winners since 2015. But you know, three winners in the last seven years at 200 to one or longer. Uh, uh thank you. Yeah, like I'll, I will. I'm very happy with that. Give me some of that. Give me those bombs. And and like I said, when you have that high clip greens regulation number, it really does come down to who gets a hot putter here. And you know, these screens can be a little difficult. We've, we've seen some pros talk about that. I might get into that here in a second with the player quote. But, you know, putting is, is going to be a, a big separator here, and it could turn into what John Rahm hates and describes as a, a putting content. So, oh, dear. Oh dear. Um, okay, I got, a, I got a question for you. Drop in the comments. I will be at the, at the RSM Classic uh, as media credentialed. I usually go every year. Um, Tons of, literally dozens of players and caddies that we know that will be there. So it's a good time for us to go and talk to those folks. Drop in the comments, what is something you would want to know from me? You know, at any point during the week, put it in the comments. What would you like DB to be able to report back to you on in terms of the golf tournament, the golf course, handicapping it from a DFS or betting standpoint? What would you like to know? Put that in the comments. Give the video a like. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not already so you can know when we go live. Because a lot of times we go live and it's a surprise, okay? A surprise. All right, let's keep moving. So let's talk about some player quotes. Our boy Scott Brown, 
our friend, Aiken Boy. He says, plantation's much tougher now with the new greens. This is on the 2019 renovation uh, than it was before. You just had to get it in the right quadrant. You could get some good looks, but if you could get some good looks if you got it in those quadrants with the greens the way they, they're tiered. But also, you know, on the other hand, if you've got them on the wrong side, you've got a tough two putt. So I think it's a great golf course and they've made it a lot tougher. All right, more on that in a second. Here's Brian Harmon. Quote, I struck it nice. Got some putts to go in. I think statistically, this is one of the hardest places to putt on tour. Well, eh, in looking at the statistics, it doesn't necessarily show that. But that's interesting coming from Brian Harmon, who is a Sea Island resident. The grain is very difficult to read here. I was pleased to make some 10 to 15 footers. So I was playing a lot of shots to the fat side of the green and just gave myself good looks and was fortunate enough to make a few of them. Now, I think that's key, what, what Brian Harmon's telling us. He's saying he played to the fat side of the green. A, a lot of guys are going to be doing that. So I, I, I do think that you know short-term and long-term form uh, putting, and especially on Bermuda, is something we're going to look at. You'll see that here in the key stats in just a second, as well as maybe three-putt avoidance. Because while there are a lot of greens in regulation hit here, it, you know, it, especially on the seaside with the larger surfaces, you could find yourself with quite a lengthy first putt. And then if you leave it short or you blow a by or whatever, you, you might have quite the comebacker to make, you know, to, to have a two putt. So I think three putt avoidance is interesting. Um, and interesting to see there that he says the, it's tough to read, which I think definitely is an edge for your Sea Island residents. It's an edge for your Southerners that are familiar with grainy Bermuda, uh, both chipping and putting, but obviously more so putting because chipping, uh, you're screwed if you're, if you're chipping here. All right, let's look at a couple more quotes and then we'll move on to some key stats. Chris Kirk. What's the most important factor here, he says? He says, I'd say driving. Generally, this is a course I would say it's not an overly long course, so it tends to favor a shorter, straighter hitter. But this is a golf course that you really need to play from the fairway, and thankfully I drove the ball well this week. The rest of my game was really good. Reiterating, you got to hit the fairway. doesn't favor the bomber at all. Anonymous caddy, friend of ours, said this last year. I'd say Seaside and Plantation play the same since the 2019 renovation. Also, just because it's windy, this is key, just because it's windy doesn't mean Seaside plays tougher because plantation can be tough to feel what the wind is doing given the landscape. We got to sit on that for a second, okay? So before 2019, before plantation was renovated, it was well known that plantation was an easier golf course. It had two extra par fives. It was just easier. It, was, it just was. So for showdown, for live betting, that was something that you needed to be aware of. However, since 2019, the last three years, these golf courses have played very similar in terms of scoring average. Very similar. So in DFS, I think this matters a little more because if people are leaning, you know, favoring plantation, even in showdown, I'm actually, I would not be afraid to counter and, and, and have some leverage and go with the seaside plan. I, I think that because these golf courses are playing so similar, I actually don't think it's any real advantage, so play the better player, okay? Now, the other thing that our anonymous caddy friend told us there was something about the wind, that, and this is something I think a lot of betters, a lot of touts, a lot of handicappers don't think about or don't understand, unless you are a caddy or you've, you've played a lot of golf in your, in your career, or you have good friends like we do, that just because a course is not as coastal like Plantation, it's not right up, it's not like right up on there, it's not as exposed, as seaside doesn't make it easier in the wind. Now, I do think at a certain point, obviously, if the winds are very strong, depending on direction as well, um, you know, it, it probably is. But what our caddy friend is saying there is, 
that when you have a place like plantation where there's a little more shelter, there's a little more tree cover, there's it's not as coastal, that sometimes it can be hard to determine the direction of the wind or the force of the wind and how it's going to impact the golf ball. Whereas when you're on the coast, like you can kind of tell this, this thing is coming from here and it's blowing, it's pushing, right? And, it's, and at least you're not, at least you're not, at least you're well informed going into the shot. You know exactly what the wind is doing. Now, whether or not you can execute it is one thing. But on the plantation course, it seems a little more tricky. You may think you understand what the wind is doing or not doing, and then you hit the shot you want to hit, and it, it, it doesn't get rewarded because you can't tell what the wind is doing. Another thing to think about, another key factor, especially I think in DFS, when, when leverage is so key and ownership is so key, if everyone is going this certain direction, it may be an interesting pivot uh, to do something else. All right, let's look at some key stats. All right, number of stats here, strokes gain approach as always. So your approach stats are uh, strokes gain approach. I, I like long-term wedge proximity, and I include wedges up to like 150 yards because a lot of guys will hit those. Um, and, and I don't think I would weight that super heavy because, again, with the wind factoring here, you just don't know. Like, I mean, if it's a 120-yard shot and normally that's a 50-degree for somebody, they might hit a 9-iron and, and really, you know, Scotland that bad boy, choke down, take two clubs extra, and, and, and flight it low and in there. So it might be tough to, to weight that, but I do think it's worth looking at. Opportunities gained, that's a scoring stat. That's going to tell you, uh, you know, based on how many times a player hits it within 15 feet uh, at or under a green regulation for an opportunity for birdie or eagle. That's important, right? Uh, those are your scoring stats because unless the weather is terrible, we're going to see some low scores, all right? Uh, birdies are better gained. Draft, DraftKings points gained. I'm looking at scoring there too. Strokes gained ball striking on a short course. That'll help us identify some of the longer hitters that can still really play well on a shorter course, even when one of their best advantages is taken from them. So I think strokes gained ball striking on short courses will cover some of that. You can look at all that on fantasynational.com. Um, if you've not done that already, you should be. What are you even doing? Uh, by the way, if, before, we, before we get into this any further, I do want to ask you, would you like a, a side hustle that many have turned into something bringing in more income than their regular full-time job. You can do it all from home, wherever you want. One of our longtime friends in Augusta, Georgia, started Smart Scalpers and Elite Events nearly 20 years ago, began training and franchising individuals all over the country to buy and sell tickets with sophisticated and intelligent software, and it's all internet-driven. So no face-to-face sales. Concerts, sporting events, festivals, more. Again, you can do this all from your own home. You buy the tickets, flip them for profit. Smart Scalpers will onboard you, train you weekly, and give you full-time access to their support staff whenever you need it. There's no strings attached. You can do it as little or as much as you like, and you can quit at any time, too. If you're interested, you can text 706-755-5974 and tell them the tour junkie sent you. That's just texting 706-755-5974 and tell them you want to learn more about Smart Scalpers with the tour junkies. And uh, there's no pressure, again, and there's nothing wrong with learning a little bit more. Give it a shot. Text 706-755-5974. All right. Uh, Fairways gained, obviously super important. We saw Chris Kirk talking about that. That's going to be key. And then putting, looking at strokes gained, putting on long-term, short-term, regardless of the surface, and then really digging into Bermuda putting. Who's really good at that? That might be a good opportunity for the rolling report on Fantasy National. Obviously, recent form, course history, and then I mentioned three-putt avoidance. All right, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Um, I always like to look at course horses. We do have some uh, strong record here. Now, this is on seaside only with all the strokes gain data. I like pulling this up because it's strokes gain versus expectation. 
So is this a, you know, versus a, a player's expected baseline on a given course, they tend to do much better on this course when you get them here, which is Tom Hoagie, Kevin Kisner, Brian Gay, Andrew Landry, Scott Brown, Billy Horschel, Corey Connors, Jim Furyk, Robert Streb, Luke List, Webb Simpson, and Michael Thompson. Now, this list is full of short knockers. And then Luke List. Very, very weird. But it is. Also, like, for it to be a putting competition, and Luke List, I don't even understand. I mean, Luke List is a member at my club at Champions Retreat in Augusta. He's obviously very familiar with Bermuda surfaces. That might be his most comfortable surface, even though he's a horrible putter. But that one really stuck out to me. All right, and then your track hacks. Same standard. Minimum 12 rounds on seaside only. These people do worse than their strokes gained expectation. Adam Hadwin, which I find weird. Sun Kane, Chris Stroud, Kevin Strillman, another weird one. Scott Stallings, although he does pretty good on plantation. I noticed that. Peter Malnati, Aaron Baddeley, Mark Hubbard, Jason Kokrak, Brant Snedeker, Stuart Sink, and Russell Knox. Those are your track hacks. And uh, just some names to be aware of, I think, and, and also just understanding player types there. That's it. That's everything you need to know. Nothing you don't about Seaside and Plantation. Check out the podcast, breaking down all your DFS picks, all your betting picks, and all the other content going on on tourjunkies.com, the email sub, sub list that you should be subscribing to, other YouTube content, other podcast content, social content, everything. Okay. Check it out for the RSM Classic. I'll be there in person. Drop a comment. What do you want to know from me while I'm there? And uh, let's have a great week. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie. See ya.